What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome back to Star Fellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your Dungeon Master Rob and with me as always are my friends, Hannah. Hello. Melisam. Sup. And Brennan. Hi everyone. Where we last left off, the uh, party managed to make their way below the city of Midgar um, through various methods, Mix got there by being captured and taken down an elevator by some guards um, who they fought uh, and got their finger shot off. Uh, Brennan, Rama, uh, and L. Sorry, not uh, all three of you as your separate person, but Brennan <laughs> playing, Brennan playing Rama. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rama and L and Digo, uh, with the assistance of Tardal, managed to find a way into the subterranean base through the sewer system where they encountered a room full of giant spiders, which they uh, incinerated to death, which was great. Um, where we ended last episode was uh, Commander Blake, the commander of Easy Company, appearing in the atmosphere above uh, Kajik and informing Mix and the rest of the party that they are ready to take down the hive whenever uh, they uh, are uh, taken off the planet and prompted to fly into space, where these, these ships can actually do uh, damage to them. So, uh, we ended last episode with uh, three soldiers from Easy Company dropping down below the surface of Kajik through uh, these orbital drop pods um, that drilled uh, about a mile under the Earth uh, to get to you, or a mile through Earth to get to you, rather. Um, And we're going to start with them. So, there's three of them. the first one, which is adorned uh, with a, a helmet that has kind of like feathered furls made of metal on the side, um, 
introduces himself as Valk. He steps in front out uh, out of his pod and says, "Hello, everyone. I'm Valk. I'm the team leader of this command uh, squad." We need to get you guys patched up a little bit, and then we need to uh, act quickly. This is Gaunt. She'll be administering some medical treatment, and this is Wings. Um, Wings is a uh, skinny-looking male-presenting person in armor that has a jetpack um and a slight like wingsuit uh design to his armor it's like very svelte and looks like it's meant for flying gaunt is a large uh six six uh woman in heavy armor um carrying uh multiple like different pouches of munitions and explosives um around her bandoliers and uh holsters mix valk approaches you um and he uh looks you up and down and says mix uh, i it is mix right yeah yeah your finger you're hurt yeah uh some patches would be absolutely wonderful at the moment sure um he uh like squats down and like takes your hand and like looks at the missing stump of your finger and takes out some um medical gel just like some some medical gel that you like don't fully like recognize the brand of and he starts like smearing it over the stump and you feel like a cooling numbing sensation across your finger um gaunt uh takes out some medical supplies as well and she starts to patch up uh rama and l um between um valk and uh gaunt you guys are all going to get some healing items uh thrown on you real quick so everybody is going to recover uh 11 hit points Sweet. So I'm at full health. I'm guessing I can't do this, but can I trade that for maybe one superiority die back? <laughs> um, I'm missing three at the moment. Yeah, you just get a Gatorade. You just, <laughs> you, you just get a Gatorade. <laughs> like muffin. Right Blue milk. Yeah. <laughs> Some gamer um, fuel. And I'll let, you, I'll let you gain back one superiority dice. Thanks. Um, so uh, why do they call you Gaunt? You're not exactly a... Uh, Gaunt. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it's army nicknames, you know? They kind of just get thrown around until something sticks. Um, so these are your call signs, not your, like, uh, Christian names. That would Cri- be correct. Christian names? Good God. You're <laughs> given names. Praise be to the Lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I don't really remember where it came from. It just kind of suits me, though, I think. Um, and then she like looks up and down your Mandalorian armor and says, "Well, aren't you kitted out?" Uh, yeah, Beskar. I'm gonna knock the helmet a few times. <laughs> Sick. Uh, she pulls out of her pack uh, several pounds of incendiary explosives, and <laughs> and gives um, half of them to you and says. Uh, take these. We're gonna be planting them around the hangar to, uh, try to flush out the hive. That's the best news I've heard all day. Yes, uh, sir. So, these are, for the purposes of, what what are these? These are incendiary, uh, mines, I'm guessing? Yeah, they're, they're remote incendiary explosives. Um, we had those. You don't quite need to know damage because these are enough to like set a whole like large facility on fire. Um, 
these are like high grade explosives. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the actual levels are average, uh, lethal, average, major, lethal, deadly, and devastating. <laughs> if you had to guess. Without knowing the damage specifics on any of those, I would probably say that this has got to be like deadly, deadly amount of explosives. Got it. And how many? Um, we'll say that she gives you two. Like two, two different mind, uh, comma, incendiary, deadly. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. We'll coordinate about how to use them and where to plant them and stuff in a moment. Um, wings. Yes, uh, ma'am. <laughs> she also like like salutes you back, uh, and like a proper Republic soldier salute. Um, wings. Wings uh, is pulling up a data display uh, nearby to UL, showing the rest of the hangar um, and the base layout until. Uh, you guys reach like where the hive ship is stored, which is really just one layer below you. Um, while the, this is happening, however, um, so the alarms are still blaring, the like alert alarms, like calling people to action, and a voice over the intercom and in kind of the office spaces that you guys are in um, clicks on and says, "All personnel to the surface. All personnel to the surface. Local ordinance only." Pilots remain with the mothership. And then that loops three or four times over the intercoms. Um, on Wings's data display, it depicts a lot of uh, like warm bodies like moving in various elevators from the hangar below you up to the surface, giving you guys a bit of an opportunity to go in and fuck with some shit while everybody is clearing out. Well, should we uh, get to it? Uh, Wing says, I think we sure should while we got the, uh, opportunity. So, Valk, how exactly do we want to do this? <clears throat> uh, Boss just told us to place some bombs in Jet, so we place some bombs in Jet? Hell yeah. Hoorah. <laughs> it looks like the path to get there will take us through some laboratories? This base is built weird. Um... Anyway, it's down this hall if we want to get going. Uh, uh, full disclosure, if you guys don't like bugs, I'd bring some extra grenades or something. We ran into some uh, spiders. Ugh, nasty motherfuckers. So, uh, I don't know what's in those labs, but it might be half or twice as nasty. Who knows? Gaunt kind of claps you on the back and says, <laughs> The Mandalorian's scared of bugs. All right, all right, let's get moving. <laughs> I'm going to forge ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great. So, uh, you guys kind of, like, progress, uh, through, like, these winding hallways, and you guys transition from more of an office space to more of, like, the laboratory space that, uh, Wings is identifying on the map, and you, uh, feel the temperature start to drop, um, as you hit more linoleum floors and white walls. You start noticing stretchers have been abandoned in different hallways, that there's, like, mirrors set up on the corners of hallways that, you know, you would see in hospitals to, like, indicate when somebody's rushing down halls and it looks like a lot of activity occurred in this area though it is currently very quiet um i would like anybody that would like to to make uh, an investigation check oh nope uh 22 uh okay so three we'll do... <laughs> i'm just watching for bugs <laughs> 
Yeah, Rama is just looking directly at his feet, making sure that there are no bugs in any sort of vicinity around him. Um, Mix, I think you are not quite sure what you're even trying to look for. Um, L, you feel a very strong, um, like that sense of cold I said that you, that you felt in the atmosphere. You feel like a very strong like directional sense from where that's coming from. And it appears that there is something like producing, well, not producing like coldness, but like there is some sort of coolant that is coming from a uh, a room with a sliding back and forth like malfunctioning uh, electronic door that seems to like lead into part of the laboratories. But that's where like through that door is where all that coldness is coming from in this area. Do y'all feel that? Uh, now that you mention it, yeah. It's uh, hard to feel things through the suit, but I think so. It's a bit chilly in here. So do we need to go through that those laboratories to, like, get out? Or is that just a thing that's happening on the side? Um, Wings opens up the map and says, looks like we don't need to go through that door. But uh, if you want to stop and if you think it's important, but you don't need to. Yeah, I'm going to check it out real quick. Cool. Um, so like I said, the mechanical door is, like, sliding back and forth, like, <laughs> like back and forth. So it's, like, difficult like get your way in there you can either make a well if you have a plan you can you can tell me what your plan is well to get to that my door, big plan was to wait for it to go before it goes and go in between that uh, stick your lightsaber held into it sure it if you want to like duck through then yeah you can make a dexterity check to do that what if i could make a strength check um a str- I feel like a strength check would be for you to, like, rip open the door as opposed to, like, dart through it. Okay, yeah, I'll rip open the door. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, rip open the door. <laughs> Just uh, L things. Ripping open the door is an 11. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I have a thing. Hold on. No, I don't have a thing for this. Okay. Uh, so then you aren't quite able to rip open the door um, and you, like, catch part of the door in the frame with your hands and like try to like force it to stay open um but the door mechanism is a little too powerful and it squishes your fingers a little bit in the door and you take like two damage okay can i run over can i take one damage because one of my fingers i don't feel pain (laughs) 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 yeah one of your hands is beskar steel so i'm gonna say you only take one damage that's fine i just i just probably keep that one in there <laughs> clank, clank, because you're like denting your fingers a little bit in this door. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna grab a, a stretcher with and see if I can wedge one of the poles on the side of it in between the door to get it to go. Honestly, you could probably just put the stretcher in there. Yeah, Holy. well, is there like canvas in between two poles? Is what I'm picturing, or is it gonna? Well, I was thinking like more like modern day, like medical. I assumed it was like an actual stretchers. gurney. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why I thought this was like the second world war tech level, but I don't know why it's just we're in a building. Crazy. The stretcher should be on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You can like wheel in um, the stretcher, the stretcher in real quick uh, and uh, jam the door up. Yeah. And it, it sort of dents the stretcher and the door starts to like malfunction even more, but it, it catches the door in an open space so that you can like crawl over the stretcher to get through the door. Um, and dip in. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Cool. Um, 
the uh, like Team Sky, the three soldiers are just going to cover you on the outside um, and draw their weapons and kind of form a half dome around the door. Um, and you go in, uh, Al. So this is what you see. Um, you like look up from the floor or from the stretcher after like diving in. And you are in a, a rectangular room filled with about a dozen large cylindrical tubes that are holding in deep frozen storage um, what looks to be mutant abominations. <laughs> the look that Hannah just gave me. Um, everything in here looks frozen. You don't see any movement. Inside of these tubes, you see what looks to be like a mostly humanoid set of figures that have been combined with some sort of other life form to the point where their human features and their uh, like alien features, quote unquote, blend to the point where it just they look like monstrosities with like an odd number of arms some of them have tentacles some of them have like spider-like spikes coming out of their back um what i would like you to do is to make me a nature check to see what is going on with these things in the tubes 12 12 um 12 is not quite good enough um, you're not able to fully place like what these beings are mixed together with. Like it's hard for you to place like which humanoids they were using and which different creatures or fauna were being used or how they were mixed together. Um, let's see. Did anybody else follow uh, L into this room? Uh, I feel like I would have uh, held down the fort on the outside. Uh, it's to you, Mix. Um, I, that's what I was going to say, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll call in after. Um, L, everything looking good in there? What What's up? Nah, shit's real fucked up. Great. Love to hear it. Can you you want to come look at this, Mix? Yeah, why not? Um, and I'll kind of hop over the the stretcher. Is there a clear and present danger that would require shooting of any kind in there? Yeah, uh, not at present. Oh, hell yeah. I'll be out here uh, watching for uh, guards. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, Mix, so you go in and you see the same thing. Um, you do also notice, like, a scattering of, like, files and papers all around these rooms and, like, several surgery workbenches. Um... I will let you mix make either a technology check or a nature check to discover more information about these creatures in the test tubes. Okay, they're the same modifier for me, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. That's an eight. <laughs> Not great. I don't know yeah, what, what the fuck we're looking at. <laughs> mix. I figured. I figured you know you're more like learned in this kind of science stuff, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, like, our own technology, sure. But this is out of my, my scope. Um, yes. So, with a 12, uh, and a, it was, yeah. So, an you eight. guys don't, in an 8, 
Can you I, guys... Can I roll investigation to fucking read the papers that are around? Yes. Yeah, you may. You may. <laughs> I have a plus six to investigation, so oh, that's Oh, yeah, I have a better investigation, shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, like, kind of hastily scrounge through some of these papers to see if you can get more information, um, and one thing that you'd notice just from, like, glancing across all of these different notes and documents. You get like a lot of technological mumbo jumbo that you don't understand. You come across a few scraps that are interesting. There's one doctor in particular that seems to have been very vocal about his trepidations with the experiments that went on in this sort of chamber. One note, the earliest dated one says, all current experiments have been a failure. No way to maintain stability of two life forms. Don't know what to do next. Then the next dated note, Boss has told me that she has a way to get more stability with the combinations. I don't understand how she's going to accomplish this, but she had us install more and more tubes into the test subjects and connected them to the room. She wouldn't let us inside the other room where the tubes lead. Then the latest dated note. uh, All experiments with lilac mixture have been successful. I'm scared of what we have created. I want to leave. Well, looks like uh, there was a lot of trial and error here, but looks like the ones that uh, were a little more successful are ones that we don't want to fuck with. So maybe we just, like, get the fuck out of here. Right. So have we seen the ones that were successful or is that a little surprise for later uh i mean it lo- it sounds like they're trying to like uh merge things together and the ones that they were able to successfully merge together are part lilac um so i'd rather not fuck with that i don't know about you um what i'm saying is none of the ones in here look part lilac so what i'm thinking is maybe the ones that are successful or elsewhere Right. Um, there is another room that apparently these tubes lead to, if we would like to explore this more. Do I see a place where it seems... Uh... Yeah, so connected to each one of these test tubes are, like, large, uh, like, corrugated plastic-looking uh, tubes that, like, go up and connect to, like, a central tube in the ceiling that then goes, like, further into the base. It's not immediately clear where the tube leads, Um, and so it's, like, difficult for you to, like, in just in this room by itself, like, figure out where that tube leads. Um, but you could, like, leave the room and investigate and maybe ask, like, Wings, since he has a map. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's keep this in our back pocket for now. Yep, on it. Uh, great, so you guys exit the room. Um, Valk says, everything okay in there? Uh, fucked up human ex- or humanoid experimentation, so we might need to keep our eyes peeled for some monstrosities. Um, he nods and uh, looks back to Gaunt and says, great, we'll burn the place down. Even more reason to. Uh, and they- Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me twice. Uh, and you guys continue moving um, until you get to um, a set of stairs, which will take you down uh, a level 
to the level of the massive underground hangar. Um, there isn't much to report on um, in the walk there, so we're just going to move to the outside of the hangar doors. Um, Valk stops all of you for a second um, with a hand gesture of his fist, and he says, okay, now this isn't the right place for us to start the battle. Um, we need to move stealthily if we don't want to be found out because these bombs do pack a punch and we want to be a couple floors up when they go off. If we can successfully sneak in, plant some bombs around the hangar, it should fill with fire and smoke. They'll open up the hangar doors, all their ships will rush out, and then we can dip out of here. Gaunt and Rama, you currently have the explosives. Do you feel comfortable sneaking in and trying to place them? Uh, hey, firm. I uh, I like blowing shit up. I can be quiet in the meantime. I have some experience in clandestine, quiet assassination techniques. I'll just like glances at Rama. I can be sneaky. Shit, man! I'll tell you. I'm can trying you? to impress our new friends, L. How uh, sneaky can you be? Um, how do I answer that in universe? <laughs> Out of universe, uh, <laughs> just so sneaky, just, just so, uh, pretty so sneaky. Much. The maximum no, sneaky bonus, uh, minus one <laughs> for the armor. Um, right. I also have I have one with the shadows, um, which should definitely help. Um, so one with the shadows. As soon as I scroll to it. Uh, the one thing about it is it stops being a thing once I uh, like once I move. So that's kind of a thing. But if I were to stand still and someone were to come past me, I would be completely blunted in. But it doesn't kick in while I'm moving, shooting, etc. Okay. But I do have one with the shadows. So if I get to a spot and... Uh, I'm in even minor darkness and I can blend completely in. Um, okay. Um, sensing no, like, you know, backing down from the idea of sneaking into the hangar, um, Valk gives, uh, you and Gaunt, uh, a pair of detonators and says, if possible, try to set them at opposite sides of the room. Um, but if you feel like you're going to get detected, just drop them where they are and make it back out. As quick as you can, uh, Wings, can you do anything to give them any sort of cover? Wings looks at their data map and stuff and says, I think I can dim the lights in there, but that's about it. Um, hey, that's all I need. L and Mix, is there anything that you guys would like to do um, to try to give Rama and Gaunt a better chance of not getting detected? You can go into the hangar itself. Um and like not like advance or like you know go to specific spots if you want to try to like use any sort of force powers or anything like that to like aid them in stealth. Um, I want to give that opportunity up to you as well. Uh, um, I don't think I, I have any force powers that are helpful. I have what is it? The one that lets people roll an extra d4. I forget what it's called. Shit. It's guidance, but it's not. Yeah. No, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm guidance. thinking. Guide. Uh, temporary boost. Um, for up to one minute. So before they go in, I can I can uh, you know, give Rama a, an extra D four on the roll. 
What does that look like? Like a pep talk? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think uh, maybe Mix's eyes, um, since they're like, uh, what is it? Fucking infrared sensitive or something like that. Um, that might be helpful. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, you can like go into the hangar and like stay put like behind some some boxes and stuff and look well, out. Well, I'd rather not like go in, go in, but like just make a scan from the outside. Um uh oh, I'll tell you what. Um so Wings is going to reach into his pocket um and he's going to go over to Rama um and says um here, buddy, slap this on your face. And he uh, he puts a, uh, like, sticky camera that will, like, link to a feed on his uh, console on his arm. So Mix and L and everyone else can, like, watch your camera feed and give you some advice in case, like, things start going going hairy with the stealth. Um, cool. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so uh, Rama and Gaunt, before you enter uh, into stealth mode in the hangar, uh, Wings will bring up a... a map of the hangar so you guys know what you're getting into before you go in there so there's the hangar doors and then this place is huge so to give you a sense of scale the main mothership is like i said like a disc shaped honeycomb lattice ship that is like reminiscent of a beehive but is mostly like flying saucer shape and it is uh what i say here 600 meters in diameter um so it's quite quite big and it fits comfortably in this hangar and there are um, a couple dozen smaller um, fighter ships that are stationed in the hangar around it. Uh, In terms of heat signatures that you can see on the map, uh, it's indicating that most people are inside of the main mothership, which is good because that only leaves a few pilots and technicians on the main floor of the hangar actually like doing stuff um Hmm. so when you first enter the hangar you will have a couple of uh boxes and ships kind of obscuring your main line of sight to the uh, hive mothership um and there are several like fuel crates and other um like munitions boxes kind of around the hangar so with that in mind whenever you're ready uh, roll me some stealth checks or roll me a stealth check to start um, and we'll see how far you're able to get into the hangar and I'll tell you kind of what's around to plant bombs upon <laughs> when we get there. Can I also give I don't know if Gaunt is rolling stealth but can I also give them <clears throat> guidance, Star Wars 5e guidance? Um, sure, I think it's upcasting to cast it on more than one person, right? Or is it... Uh, it might be concentration. Oh yeah, it is concentration. Okay. If it's concentration, I think you can only do it on one person at a time unless you can upcast it to cast it on more, but... Uh, no. That's, the upcasting is to increase the D, the, the die, so... Okay. Oh, not a great roll to start. <laughs> did you add your D4? <laughs> uh, I did. I rolled a one on the D4. Yep. Golly. That's a... Uh, three, four, four, eight. That's a... <clears throat> That is an eight, unless I can figure out a way to boost that. Uh, that's a three on the die. Not good. Uh, rally for a five percent attack. Uh, nope. Well, I can sit still if someone tries to come by, but that's about it. So it's an eight on the die. Um. Okay. Uh. 
So you needed to be a 10 <laughs> to start. <laughs> um, Gaunt was successful. I'm going to say she goes in first. Um, and uh, she enters the hangar doors and heads left um, around the edge of the hangar, around some other boxes and crates, and gets uh, a decent ways into the hangar um, to the side of the building before you enter the room um and you start heading right towards where you see like several uh okay so there are like several like 10 foot tall uh yellow and red fuel tanks um that these large um oval tanks that are on the side uh close to the mothership uh that are being used to fuel the ships and you start heading that direction and get spotted very quickly by a security droid. I will give you an opportunity here, if you would like, uh, to try to intercept this droid before it is able to raise the alarm. But doing so like in a way that makes more noise is obviously not going to help your stealth mission. So I'll give you an opportunity here to do something to this droid, try to intercept the droid. It's a hovering small little like disc-shaped droid. Got it. So I got two. I got a question. Would mm. I be able to to hide behind something, use one of the shadows to become invisible, or do I have to attack the droid? Oh, sure. Yes, you could do that. You could just use All that. Right. Right I'm going to burn one of my superiority dice. I don't have to roll for it. I just become completely invisible in dim light. So <laughs> great. Uh, yes. Oh, like I said earlier. So uh, Wings uh, is able to successfully like get into the lighting system and dim some of the lights for you. And as this droid kind of like wheels around and goes and kind of like spots you for a second you dip behind a uh, a land speeder and kind of blend into the shadows under the wing of this like medium-sized speeder um and then the droid passes on um okay. oh, there goes the spirit you die before the battle starts uh please tell me mix didn't see that <laughs> the camera uh <laughs> 30 feet in and already getting <laughs> clocked. Yeah, I mean, Mix doesn't know that you burned a superiority die. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, okay. Uh, so now I'd like you to roll me uh, another stealth check to move further into the hangar, please. Uh, still not rolling great, but that's a 10. So okay. we made the DC. Thank you, Guidance. Uh, yeah, you're really relying on that Guidance. I'm glad I raised that. Um, good job, Nix. Okay, so... Um, okay. So Gaunt passes as well, um, and she like m- is moving like towards the other side of the, ha- uh, of the hangar, kind of to the other side of the uh, mothership. Uh, you as well move in the same direction. You're going towards the fuel tanks, um, and you are able. You arrive next to uh, a set of uh, C1A uh, medium speeders, which you recognize as being like Republic bootlegs. Like these are ships that have been like looted or like reverse engineered from Republic tech. Um, and as you're kind of like looking in and checking them out, uh, a couple of pilots start walking up, but you are able to duck behind the engines of the ship uh, and uh, your chrome armor helps you kind of blend into the scenery and these folks uh, don't see you as they walk past uh, and start inspecting the ship. Um, so you can, you can keep going further into the hangar to try to find a better spot to place the explosives. Or if you feel like it is too hot right now to keep going, you could drop the explosives and try to leave. No, I'm going to I'm gonna keep going. What are the chances of rolling the roll again? 
Uh, not very high. That is a an eighteen. So that's like a twenty something. Oh that's wow. A, okay. Yeah, very that's, good. That's a twenty two. It's that's a twenty four. Wow, that's excellent. Um, nice. So uh, you you can. I, I guess I'll give you guys kind of two options to go towards here. You can either go towards the. Uh, the fuel containers, or you could go towards the mothership itself and try to place the explosives on the mothership. With the 24, I'll let you do either one. I'll do the, I'm going to try the mothership. Why not with the 24? Sure. Um, I'll be an extra roll coming back, but you know, who, who, who needs to stock up on superiority dice for a dice for a boss battle? Um, <laughs> excellent. So, uh, you move towards, uh, the hive mothership and it like looms large over you, this huge saucer. Um, that has got to be the ugliest son of a bitch I've ever seen. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll me. This is, this is not going to decide your fate or anything, but just like, go ahead and roll me a technology check real quick. Thank goodness I learned so much tech during that character arc because uh, it brought my tech all the way up to his plus zero. So that's an 18. An 18. Wow. Okay. Very good. Um, as you approach the hive ship, you start to recognize exterior features of the ship um, that are important for ship combat. You see a uh, set of like hard point fixed guns that are on top of the ship. Um, which look like pretty out of your range to like get to right now. But on the bottom of the ship, um, you do note like notice that like within range of you are a couple of the auxiliary engines and a couple of the like shield generating nodes from which the ship shields originate. Um, mm. With your technology check, you know that placing the bomb, so it's it's they're high above you. The ship is huge, right? It's like standing on like legs right now. You could plausibly toss your explosives up there to try to get them to stick on there since they are adhesive, mm-hmm. um, and try to like destroy those things in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, or you've if you laid the bomb just where it is, you would only deal whole damage to the ship, but you wouldn't disable any of the things. So if you'd like to make a check to do that, you can. Um, let but it, me see. Yeah. Would I be able to use? No, it's got to be against a creature. <laughs> it's got to use precision attack. I'm looking for some sort of bonus to it. Commander strike. Oh wait a minute, an attack or a bonus action. Okay, that might be a good idea. Would I be able to uh, forego that and uh, see if I could get wings to make a? make a shot at it from where uh, where he's at and give him a bonus using my com- greater commander strike. Um, so like just shooting at the ship is not going to do much damage because of the way like, like blaster fire does not hurt like, you know, like thick metal holes of a, R- of a right. Ship. I was wondering if like I could ask wing, I could use commander strike to get wings to toss it instead of myself. Cause commander strike. Oh, would... um, wings is in the other room. Gaunt is like on the other side of the hangar from you. Like she is oh, Gaunt. Like, f- That's right. like, like 300 meters away. All right. Um, well, at this point risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to toss it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? roll me, uh, an athletics check. All right. Uh, let's see here. Athletics, huh? You sure it's not acrobatics? If you can explain to me why it would be more acrobatic, uh, <laughs> then yes. 
All right, I got nothing on that one. All right, folks. Uh, damn, that's an 11. Um, an 11. Um, I don't think, yeah, 11's not going not gonna <laughs> to get it there. Lands at my feet where it would have been anyway. <laughs> um, Good enough. Are, it doesn't <laughs> land at your feet, but so like you throw it and it's just like, it's like throwing like a too heavy softball. Mm-hmm. where like you're not able to get as much height on it as you would have liked but you did still get it to attach to the ship like one of its landing gear um mm. so it is set there um so your explosive is now placed you can either try to stealth back or you could just try to book it and blow it up um i can say so i have one stealth on or one explosive on the ship did i place another one on the fuel tanks yet or can i do it on the way back you would need another stealth check to go over to the the fuel tanks and do that without being seen I'm going to stealth check through the fuel tank. Uh, that is a uh, dirty 20. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, I'll even say, like, just for flavor, uh, as you're making your way over to the uh, the fuel tanks, like, you sneak up behind uh, one of the hive soldiers who's just, like, doing some inspections on his ship and just fully choke him out. Just splinter <laughs> cell style. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Wake your friends. <laughs> um, great. So you're able to plant the explosives, um, one on the ship, one on the uh, fuel container. Uh, you get uh, a small radio signal from Gaunt who says, my explosives are placed, ready to delta when you are. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Uh, I will let you guys uh, both sneak back without making checks because you did very well, except for that first Oof. roll. Um, you guys are now able to... Uh, Ignite the explosives whenever. This is going to be a big boom. Um, Valk recommends that you you move out of the way a bit before you you launch these things. But it's up to whenever you're ready. All right, guys. We got the explosives planted. Uh, Mix, you know about this sort of thing. Veltz, you know about this sort of thing. Free of the guests. I want to get these things ignited as quickly as possible before their discovery. But I also don't want to get too close what's the minimum range of safety if we were to detonate these things uh i would suggest that we move back up the stairs and maybe maybe probably towards that room where you guys put the stretcher in the door agreed all right let's book it um (laughs) okay so you guys run up the stairs uh get to a safe distance um, and you guys detonate the explosives, and a roiling shockwave goes underneath the earth all throughout the building um, as you hear the fire detonate and, and explode. And as you look down the hallway towards where the stairs were, you see that fire has come all the way up the stairs and has spilled out into the hallway where you are, um, blocking your path down towards the hangar slightly, but not fully reaching you. Um, and you hear the sounds of, like, metal twisting and grating and uh and crashing in and on it on itself um and you also hear the uh deep rumbling mechanical sound of large hangar bay doors open um wings brings up his map again and you can see uh like a large amount of movement from the hive ship as it starts to ascend out of the hangar uh, that you just lit ablaze. Uh, Al, do you think they know we're here? Yeah, probably. Damn it! So much for stealth. <laughs> we need to get airborne quickly, which means we need to get to the surface. Uh, 
I don't have a ship on me at the moment. You guys got something. Do those drills go back up? Uh, they're one way, unfortunately. Uh, there's an elevator. Uh, about five minutes that way. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I hate elevator music, but whatever. Uh, amazing. So you guys, <laughs> uh, you guys all go back the way you came very hurriedly. Um, <laughs> And we all just cram into an elevator. We're just standing there. <laughs> just facing the camera. There's some <laughs> elevated music playing. Uh, One of yeah. us coughs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like kind of comical because like, I think like Rama and <laughs> I think like Rama and Gaunt are like these two very bulky people like very close together. Um, and then like w- Wings and L are both like lanky and a little bit tall, just like in a corner, and then there's just, like, Mix and Valk, just, like, hands on hips, like, taking up a lot of space. <laughs> it's, like, small individuals. Yeah, literally. And then two hey, droids, uh, and Digo just hanging out. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Match, could you get a Mix to scoot over for me? I don't think Match would take your side. I think they would pretend not to hear you and just go to yeah. charge mode. <laughs> Um, okay, ding! You guys are now back in. Uh, Digo, stop holding my hand. <laughs> sorry, sorry, damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are now back up to the <laughs> arena. <laughs> Holy shit! Has anyone heard this song before? The fade starts playing just randomly. The way I just like went insane for a second, like with that music still in my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are now back into the Colosseum where this whole fucking day began. Um and the the bodies of uh Wookiees and uh Circa Arms like soldiers are like strewn about the stands. Um the lilacs which you left in the pit um are like resting like half buried in the sand of the arena with like bones and dead bodies like scattered around them looking like consumed or half consumed um but they are uh inactive at the moment um you still hear the sounds of like a larger battle going on um around you um uh wings is going to uh address you rama and says uh we, uh, we located your ship on the edge of the desert, and we've been in contact with uh, members of your crew. Uh, one Dale Thorpe said that he was in command, uh, and he's going to fly the ship over to pick us up. Dale knows how to fly. He told me he was the co-pilot. The what? That fucking he's guy. He's the janitor. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> um, well, let's let's check on their progress, shall we? Um, and a few <laughs> and a few moments later, um. <laughs> Like overhead, you see like your uh, your Razorcrest Thorn ship like flying zigzagged over uh, the skyline of the city of Midgar until it kind of like drifts in the in midair and like comes oh. to a very like unsteady landing. God damn it, Dale! Over the arena. Um, I'm gonna radio in. Dale, are you flying the Thorn? <laughs> okay, so so like it, it like hovers above the arena, like kind of in the arena, like over the sand pits, and it wakes up some of the the lilacs that are there. The uh, like bay doors come down for you, like for you guys to like enter the ship, um, and you see um, 
Nidahore, uh, the Claudite who you sent uh, him and his wife to escape with on the ship, uh, landing gear, uh, and he says, guys need a ride? Uh, aside for sore eyes. Uh, scale of one to ten, how sick did uh, Dale's driving make you? Uh, it's We could use a janitor for sure, but he's <laughs> flying the ship right now, so we're going to have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna hop in. Do I need to? How far above off the ground is it? Do we need to? Can we just climb in? Or? Yeah, no, no checks necessary. You guys can just Got get it. in. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dale's in the cockpit, uh, <laughs> looking very pleased with himself. Um, <laughs> I'll let you deal with that how you want. Tension. Um, he like takes you guys like up into uh into the atmosphere um and doesn't like fully realize you're back on the ship he's just like kind of like staring like dead-eyed like gripping white knuckled the control console of the ship uh did i give you permission to use my cockpit takes a moment and then he like recognizes the voice and he kind of like snaps out of out of it and like looks back at you and is like you're back you were gone for so long uh, it's been like 24 hours, Dale. I didn't think I was going to survive without you, so I took your place and captained the ship over here when I heard that you were in distress. You know what? I gotta say, gumption over brains. That's that's my motto. It's good to see you, Dale. Uh, I do uh, need he, my cockpit He, he back, writes though. that down furiously on a spare <laughs> piece of crap, the scrap paper. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. If you ever want to share my cockpit again... It's uh, you're pretty up, you're pretty high up there in line for succession. He hears the words, "If you ever want to share my cockpit again," and he stands up and immediately starts taking off his jacket. Like I didn't have thought you would never ask. Okay, uh, okay, so it. Oh God. Mix is oh. gone. Mix is long gone before <laughs> this conversation happens. How are you oh, yeah, making this sexual? The We're talking about flying a plane in Star Wars. <laughs> it's gonna be the least sexy Fellas, thing. Fellas, is it gay? Uh, <laughs> That statement. <laughs> flying a. I'm sorry. Flying a plane, a as being not sexy. B flying a plane in Star Wars, not. What? <laughs> I literally cannot process that. Have you seen Harrison Ford? Actually, have you seen him? That's fair. That's fair. I guess I also like uh, Anakin and the. Why do you think people the like the movie Top Gun? <laughs> just, <laughs> just. True, true. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we got the we got the the annual Argonaut volleyball game coming up. Uh, everyone's invited. Oh yeah, Dale's already getting into the volleyball uniform as we speak. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Dale. Uh, yeah, I went straight to the gunner area. Yeah. I didn't go to. I don't have any reason to go up. <sighs> Dale, this is uh, this is not the time. We gotta get back to work. All right. Um, like looking kind of dejected and like shirt like half coming off he's like oh, okay uh, and like goes back and like grabs a mop and a bucket and like is muttering under his breath somewhere in the ship as you take back the uh, the cockpilot position um, the what position? the cockpilot position <laughs> the what <laughs> position? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah cockpit pilot position just combine oh those two words it's cockpit or pilot position <laughs> the okay, cockpit so position i feel like we learned a little bit about rama there <laughs> not what i expected but you know good for him you might ask rama to be your, or uh, digo to be your, your cockpilot 
I also like how Rama didn't say like, oh, like no, nothing. He's just like, yeah, not right now, Dale. <laughs> God, I really am not trying to flirt with everybody. I've got, I don't even know how many suitors I'm trying to Heisman pose here. I mean, I, Rama's I can't Rama's giving keep them you all someone straight. you don't even need to flirt with. They're like ready to fucking go at a moment. I just made a psychopath <laughs> that is obsessed with you. <laughs> Um, you should probably right. just fuck him uh, so he goes away. That'll make everything better. I'm sure. Cockpilots aside, uh, <laughs> we need to fly this ship. So just don't make that the the name of the episode. No, no, no. I'm trying to get Rama to fly any ship, but <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, gosh, that that was like such a like a weird headspace to be in, and then like okay, now space battle. Um, okay, you guys get up into the upper, upper atmosphere. The Hive mothership is now in action, um, and flying above the planet uh, is the the mothership, and then Easy Company's like three Corvette-shaped, um, like medium-sized deployment ships. Um, Commander Blake is in the center one, and the largest one, which is called the uh, RSS Winters, and there's like two like sub-command ships from which other uh, like smaller pilot ships are being deployed. So now let's talk about this space battle for a second. So because this <clears throat> is going to be a battle featuring dozens of ships, I'm not going to like list out every single enemy and their movements all the time because it's chaos. Um, space battles are terrifying. All dogfights are like inherently chaotic and terrifying. This is what's going to happen. So uh, when you get up into space, you're going to connect with Commander Blake. Um, Rama, what Commander Blake is going to tell you is this. Um, he's he's going to say, Argonauts, easy company. Doing a, a quick scan of the Hive Mothership, they have some incredibly strong shields, which means that it's going to take us some time to uh, charge our EMP blast before we can make them vulnerable. Uh which means we need to protect the main ship at all costs until we are able to launch that EMP. Alternatively, if an intrepid crew wants to infiltrate the hangars of the mothership and fly ship in there, we could destroy the shields from the inside. But that would be a near-suicide mission. Uh, is there a droid around that could give us chances of success on the suicide mission, sir? <laughs> uh, Rosie's, like, AI ship intercom comes up and says... You have a 77777.37% chance of flying the ship. Oh, flying the ship. Rosie, uh, great. <clears throat> what are the chances of the infiltration mission success? Good afternoon, Captain. Oh, God. Hey, Mix, do you think Match could, uh, talk to her for a minute? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll see what he can do. All deploy match to talk to Rosie, see if he can interpret. <laughs> um, your droid connects into the main ship console, and the takeaway is that like uh, Rosie's AI is like decaying, and like can still run the functions of the ship, but is just like losing its ability to communicate like with intelligence and effectiveness. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, all right. Look, I gotta fly the ship, and I, which means I can't go on the suicide mission. Which means yeah, I don't want to authorize that if it's not my own neck. L, what say you? Mm. I mean, it's your ship, so I feel like 
I mean, I'm always down for a suicide mission, but I did, like, kind of die once, so maybe it's not the best idea. So, like, out of game, like, I'll tell you, like, so the, it's kind of an Never all tell or- me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Please do tell me the odds. Um, yeah. so Send Dale like, on the suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> this Kill, is like- two stones with one bird. <laughs> so, this is how this is going to work. If you chose to go inside of the ship, um, you would just be conducting your portion of the battle, like, as yourselves. I don't, it wouldn't change like the overall difficulty of the encounters uh, because you would still have easy company there to help you with like kind of the excess personnel. Um, The advantage of like going in in person is that once you like shut down the shields, um, you can also like do other stuff within the ship to like manipulate it, but then you would be in the ship while it's being fired upon by like outside space guns, right? Which would not be good. but you would be like right there to like axe the queen, grab the orb, if you were already inside the ship. If you're outside the ship and you're doing, uh, you're fighting from the thorn, um, you would basically be protecting the main ships um, from different fighter pilots until they're able to charge their EMP, at which point you and the main gunships will be able to do damage towards the outside of the hive ship which would make it safer for you to then infiltrate and find the queen and the hive so that's kind of like your two branching options basically of like how you want to approach this hmm well i want to make sure so here's my thing queen melatonin has the orb <laughs> that's just her ship. name now fuck it it's queen melatonin <laughs> it's always been queen melatonin <laughs> It's nothing different. Uh, has the has the the orb on the ship. So are we risking not getting the orb out if we just fire upon the ship without infiltrating? Potentially. It is a lar- it is like a big ship though. Um also on the like in the center of it is a command dome. Um, that is, you know, like partially glassed over, but like there is a central command to the ship that is like it's theoretically to avoid just like detonating the ship in a way in which everybody on it dies. Um, like for instance, like destroying the shields, destroying the engines would stall it in space. Um, the other thing too, is that if you wait to infiltrate it, you would have all of easy company covering you, which means you wouldn't have to really fight on foot. You wouldn't be fighting in your, like in your actual spaceship at all, but you would, you know, if you went in, through the hangar like right now you there'd be like a lot more people to like fight as individuals so like it's just where you want to take the risk i guess i feel like option number two makes the most sense to me which one is that again which one came That's first where we uh yeah we stay in the ship we do ship battle and then yeah. we board yeah i'm with you i uh you're right i just want to make sure we get that orb out i've uh i was thinking about something not too long ago about like what? <sighs> Getting Rosie back. All right, let's go, boys. Great. Uh, so the battle lurches into motion as these black and, and yellow painted uh, like bootleg fighter ships from the Hive mothership start coming out in droves and start waging battle against the airborne ships of Easy Company. 
Um, there are plenty of individual dogfights that are raging around the ship. Um, but right now, the principal battle is a battle of time between the mothership and uh, the RSS Winters with its massive EMP. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that, but, um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll catch up. And, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy, um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. 
launch. So this is how this is gonna work. I'm gonna throw some enemies at you. Um, we'll enter initiative when it makes sense. And I will let you guys use your ship and your creativity to defend the winters or uh, or attack the EMP or like attack the mothership itself in some way if you'd like to still do that. Um, All right, <clears throat> let's go. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so first things first, um, as you like rock up to this battle from the surface, um, you immediately start being uh, pursued and tailed by one of the hive ships um, and it gets on your tail and starts firing shots at you uh, from behind and through some careful maneuvering Rama uh, I'd like you to make me a piloting check real quick got it all right let's go I feel like Rama is like aware of the danger but is also having a great time <laughs> like Woo that fell off the table all right nine plus Pama. I'm gonna use the ace pilot roll that's a four, that's a, that's a 13, that's a plus the piloting, piloting check, that is, that's a 16. 16, perfect. Um, so through a piloting check, a successful piloting check, you are able to outmaneuver your pursuer and do a barrel roll and come up behind uh, them instead. So there is a uh, fighter ship in front of you. It is now your ship's initiative. Um, Rama, you may, so you guys all may may discuss your order again in terms of like who wants to uh, move first and do what action. All right, so I'm gonna say, how, how big is this ship? This ship is a small, common fighter ship. All right, we don't need to overcharge the thermal cannon on this one in that case. Um, if we want to see if Mix can get a good lock on it, and then without overcharging and burning Altor Crisp, just shoot the thermal cannon. If that doesn't get it, then uh, see if Digo can clean it up on the on the laser blaster. Um, can I take a power die? Yes, please. Yeah, that's one power die. Did I use a power die to, to avoid the avoid getting shot? Nope, that was just fancy piloting. That was just your movement. Power die to mix then, whatever mix wants to use it with. Um, I don't know if I use power die for my class i use like my tech die which is something different um but not, oh. none of the <clears throat> none of the maneuvers or techniques i have involve power die so I got think it does on. digo's position use them rob um he can use them for several things i mean i can also use if we don't think we'll take it down in one shot i can use two power die on my turn <laughs> yeah we'll get another one next turn right uh, yeah, you'll so you start with four and you recharge two on each turn. Okay, well there we go. I say, uh, yeah, let's do that. All right, now let's uh, full power to you. See if you can one shot this son of a bitch. Okay, that is a oh, uh, twenty-one to hit. That hits. That is fifteen fire damage from the thermite cannon, and um. It has disadvantage on the next ability check or attack roll it makes before the end of our next turn. Uh, Great shot, Hell. Very nice. Uh, okay, so that's 15 damage. So that takes down uh, most of its shields. Um, Digo is going to take his. Uh, so if, he, if he's on the other gun position, uh, if that's where you guys want him, then yes. he can't really do too many of his collaborations. 
because um, he's not on the comms uh, system itself. But he can still attack with the Thorn's other gun, um, which I think makes sense to do in this case. Um, so, with the uh, double laser cannon. Good. So I need to roll a hit for Gigo. Roll to three. He's not going to do it. He's still oh inaccurate as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's still just like battle hungry and like in the double laser cannon shooting wildly. Uh, does not hit them. Uh, Mix. Is there anything you want you, you would like to do? Um, unless we we're not moving, right? We're fighting this thing, so not really much I can do. I like my three things are like two of my things are giving bonuses to our weapon and I one of them I can only use once so I'm just gonna save them um okay I mean you guys like are like moving in space you guys just aren't necessarily like yeah we, we're not like running from anything though so like one my one of my actions is like to multiply our uh movement speed so like we don't really need that right now got you Okay, um, so this ship is going to take its own evasive maneuvers and try to like reorient itself to be able to deal damage back to you. Um, it rolls a 21 to do so, so it is going to um, kind of like dip and dive in between these other ship battles going on, like between explosions around like chunks of like space debris. Uh, it would have disadvantage on the next ability check or attack roll. Oh, hell coming in clutch. So it rolls a five and rolls straight into <laughs> some space debris, um, which is going to take down the remainder of its shields and leave it vulnerable. Um, it is still going to try to uh, shoot lasers back using the hard point fixed cannon it has, um, but it'll be a lower probability to hit. Let's see, they rolled a five, which I don't think is going to break the AC of the Thorn. Um, so this fighter uh, pilot is kind of SOL. So now it is back to the Thorn's turn. Uh, all right, so I'll just orient ourselves around, see if L can uh, put it out of its misery. Um, and then we can try uh, searching for any new targets and seeing if uh, Mix can get us uh, boost us close enough to get in range of another one. Great. All right. Cool. So do I? Do I have two power die or one? You sure do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Do you need a? You don't need a, a power die to, to boost the the speed, right, Mix? Nope. All right, two power die, and okay. uh, we're not having Mix overheat the cannon either. So we're gonna. You don't need to to, to fry. So yeah. So that's an eighteen to hit. Uh, eighteen will hit. Uh, okay, so that's seven plus. Six is thirteen plus four is seventeen damage. Come on, come on, blow it. Um, seventeen. So I'll, I'll be clear with you. The the hit points that this thing holds whole has is eighteen. But since you're doing just like eighteen minus one, I'm going to give it to you and say that you definitely like shoot this ship mostly in half. And while it is still like, you know flyable it does like crash land into the planet below um presumably <laughs> killing the pilot um yeah because the pilot had disadvantage on avoiding the crash <laughs> <laughs> you sure did <laughs> yeah yeah no he definitely <laughs> definitely had disadvantage Woo-hoo! great shot uh, let's go get ourselves another one nice mix uh, boost us to the nearest target rosie pick one up <laughs> or actually do that the other way around <laughs> <laughs> um, 
scanning for targets. Uh, and across your screen, you see that there are a bunch of uh, smaller um, probes that are like about the quarter of a size of like a normal ship um, floating slowly uh, like from underneath towards the SSS Winters that look like they are like mechanical droids. You kind of notice this cluster like moving slowly up towards that ship. Uh, Mexican guess uh, in range enough for Diego to hit a couple. Uh, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Um, okay, I'll roll D4. That's a four, so you get, um, what is that, 200 extra feet of movement? <laughs> oh, that's gotta be it. Rob, come on, that's gotta be it. It's gotta yeah. be it. Yeah, uh, that, <laughs> that, that works out. Um, One turn, baby! Alright, I'm gonna the, go full throttle, uh, tilt the, uh, what are we, is it probably a yoke, right? Not a joystick. But tilt the yoke over, go toward that cluster, and say, all right, Diego, we got some new targets. Don't miss. Um, hell, yeah. So Digo, uh is going to train the uh, the double blasters, or the double laser cannon, onto these, like, small probes. And as you, uh, as, as they kind of get closer to the ship, you see them, like, spark and start to, like, glob onto the, like, mostly impermeable, invisible shield of the ship and start to, like crack it with some electricity. Digo's going to fire upon them. Ah, gosh, I have not rolled a dice. I've rolled like half of my dice off my desk today. It's been... <laughs> it's been rough. Okay. Um, he rolled a 16, which will hit. Um, so I'm going to be doing damage to them as a group. So let's see how many he's able to take down. Okay, so this is a 2d4 plus 4. Okay, so he does uh, nine damage. So he's able to destroy all but a few, like one or two left of the probes um, that glob onto the ship. Um, and the Winters only takes slight shield damage. Um, over the intercom, uh, you hear Commander Blake say, We've detected something on the bottom of our ship. It's interfering with our electrical systems. We need them destroyed before we can launch the EMP. On it. Uh, let's go around. I'm gonna dip the ship and uh, take aim. Um, okay. Well, so that so we we went through that turn basically. Um, on the I guess it's kind of better to frame this as like your turn versus the battle's turn because the right. battle is nebulous. So um, while this is going on, um, you know, Wings and Gaunt and uh, Valk are like examining the rest of the battlefield, kind of in the central station, and they report to you. Um, that there's kind of like even fighting across the battlefield. Like there's no clear advantage in the game yet. Um, both of the two main command ships are still intact. Um, okay, so while you are remaneuvering to take another pass at the uh, probes attacking the ship, the Winters, uh, you get picked up by a, uh, another fighter pilot ship that is uh, trailing you and taking shots around at you. So I'm going to roll for them to... Uh, to shoot at you. Let's see, does a 15 hit? Uh, yes. Okay. Thorns armor class is 12. I see. Yes, yes, yes. Um, good. So then the Thorn is going to take... Uh, I'm going to take 10 damage. Alright. The shield uh, should take all of it. That takes us down to 49... Man, we only regenerate eight per turn, so two of that's going to be on it. 
Um, and then let's see. I forgot that you guys' shields are so bulky. Um, I did give you some good shields. Very good. So that's going to be that ship's turn. Um, it's also... No? Yeah, okay. So back to you then. So you can either address the, uh, the gunship following you or the probes underneath the uh, command ship. Um, I don't like taking heat, but also we got a job to do. So I'm going to say... Uh... Uh, Digo, see if you can take out the rest of those probes. Then we're gonna turn and uh, take down that fighter. Either of you gunners want a, a, a quick weapons overload? I mean, I'll take one. Wait, uh, Rama, do you want me to go for the probe too, or the fighter? Uh, you go for the fighter. I want to gotcha. save our biggest fire for uh, for that guy. Uh, reminder: if uh, you take the power, then you're gonna have a this brief overload. So get yourself ready for that. I got it. All right, ready, gang? They go first. Aye, aye, Captain. Ah! And he's going to uh, fire his lasers. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, he rolled a seven. Come on, Digo. <laughs> um, yeah. A se- well, actually, no, wait. These things have... Oh, sorry. I was thinking he was attacking the pilot ship for a second. Um, seven actually meets the DC of these little probes. <laughs> um, thank God. Amazing. Um, so <sighs> pretty much any damage is going to finish this off, but he, okay, so he deals five all told, um, and, you know, destroys the probes that are attacking the winter's shield, which is going okay. to allow it to resume charging its EMP. Um, and then I take it, L, you want to make a shot upon the fighter pilot that's following you. Yeah. And I have a power die. Yeah. yeah you have, um, let's see, you have both power die, right? Cause we didn't take one to, unless, yeah, we didn't take one to. I thought Mix needed it nope. to do the thing. I don't need overcharge. it. Oh, sick. Cool. Both power die and an overcharge, and then plus one to damage. I use I use tech <laughs> die, so it's like a different mechanic. It upgrades if I <clears throat> roll the max oh. roll, and then it downgrades if I oh, roll yeah. the, the uh, bottom roll, which I oh, rolled both four, so I have a d6 now, which is great. Sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Okay, so I'll take two power, power thermite. Mix overcharge the thermite cannon. Let's take that second fighter down. Let's fucking go. Great. Love how L is still doing Gonzo damage. In- <laughs> That's a twenty-six to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a. I got you four. Four extra damage. Uh, that's sixteen plus an extra plus one, so that's seven. That is a twenty-two damage. 22 damage. Okay, so, uh, right. Okay, so you completely zap this thing's shields with that shot and then deal an additional five damage into uh, the hull of that ship, uh, which knocks it slightly off course. Um, and it tries to maneuver away from you slightly. Um, At disadvantage. <laughs> if it's actually making a roll, otherwise it's, I don't know, it's just narrative. Um... So the ship is, this isn't a roll, but it's actually going to use its reaction to have the damage um, that the ship's hull takes um, using the retro thrusters uh, feature that it has, but it can only use that once. um, So it's only going to take two damage to its hull, but its shields are still downed. Um, In the meantime, um, so after your turn, um, another 
con save for the heat because my weapon yes. was zap, Yes, yes. You do need to make a con save. You need a heads up. Let me know. Uh, 18. So I should I no, you also don't. give guidance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so. guidance is touch. Well, I imagine like if if Mix is literally there <laughs> overloading the fucking weapon. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like having to touch me to give me guidance would mean that you would be there. True. Would it not? True. Yeah, I would. But ask. I guess it lasts for a minute. I don't know. I don't know. Just fucking um, bonk you on the head and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like going in, you run, bonk, finish. Finish over living. Just a, with a wrench, just. Uh, <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So yes, you you avoid taking any fire damage. Um, after your uh, ship's maneuvers and turn ends, uh, the you're still on track, like tracking down the pilot ship that you're you're currently engaged with, and another one is going to f- pick up your trail. So there are two other ships engaged with you at the moment. Um, the first ship that you were uh, shooting at is uh, going to uh, take its swing at you again. It's going to roll a six, which is not going to hit. Um, and then the ship behind you as well is also going to uh, try to take you. And that's a crit. Um, so that's a crit. Uh, you feel like in your ship, like get the the momentum of several large blasters careening into your backside. Um, these are what I need. Fifty-seven shield points left. So that's going to be nineteen damage uh, to Oof. your ship. Yeah. So that'll that'll crash against your shields. Very good. So those are those two ships' turns. You also hear over the com- the comms radio, Commander Blake say, "EMP will be ready in T minus one minute. Uh, once the blast is fired and the shields are down, all ships target the hives' uh, engines and thrusters." Oh boy, gotcha. So you uh, still have both these ships to deal with. What would you like to do? Um, probably aim at the one that we did damage to first with Digo, and if he is unable to take it down on the first shot, then um, okay, let's think about this. Also, uh, does Mix have any tech abilities to re- uh, get shields to regenerate faster? Not that I'm aware of. Oh boy. <laughs> well, in that case, we're really gonna try and take down that first ship first. Um, are we able to go Deco first, then mix uh, to 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 overcharge again, and then L to either finish off the weaker ship or get launch a first attack against the undamaged one? So let's see. So you should have a total of. So you start with four and you regen two. So you should be either at three or four right now, like total, because you guys haven't. We should be at. Four. I've I've been using two each turn. So okay. We, yeah. Good. Good. So yeah. So you. I think you've got the power dice to do that. Um. So you want to overcharge Digo and then do what? No. Digo. No. Digo hits the damage ship, and then depending on whether or not Digo takes it out, that changes where L fires. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Very good. So Digo first is going to roll to hit. He gets an eighteen, which is very good. Um. So he's going to do some damage. He's going to deal 
nine damage uh, to that ship, which will not destroy it completely, unfortunately. Alright, in um, that case, don't overcharge the the thermite cannon. Um, instead, let me see here, tactics. I'm going to expend the power die uh, instead to do a barrel roll, <laughs> just to to avoid any oncoming fire on the next turn, just in case we don't destroy it, and give a power die to um, give a power die to L on on the shot. Um, not overcharge the cannon because we probably won't need it if we hit at all. And uh, uh, anything else? No, I think that makes sense. All right. Um, so aim to fire. That is a 12. 12 does not hit. So you miss with your Thermite Cannon, uh, which is going to bring it back uh, to the the battle in General's turn. Um, It is at this moment that the Hive ship's cannons itself become more active and start firing on ships across the battlefield. Um, Several large cannons thunder, although you're in space, so you wouldn't hear them thunder. But they do thunder if you could hear them, but you can't because it's space. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's totally... a great totally... philosophical question, right? <laughs> yeah. If a space cannon explodes in a vacuum, does it make a sound? <laughs> the answer is still no because of the vacuum. But it's good to think about, good to keep in mind. Um, one of these cannons is a... Uh, multi-missile launcher um, and it unfortunately trains itself upon your position um, at the thorn so it is going to uh, try to hit you with several proton torpedoes I'm going to add the AC of the barrel roll action that we took with the power die it's 5 so for this turn we should have a 17 AC 17 AC okay hopefully that makes a difference (laughs) Because we don't recover a shield gen until the start of our next turn, so we're still at 48 shields. Roll the 19. Ugh! Um, Barrel roll, damn it. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, this is going to be a lot of damage. Okay. Uh, That's kind of rude. I know, I'm horrible. Um, I used to only use D10s, and now I hardly even recognize them. Okay, so you're going to take 23 explosive damage against your ship. All right, that's uh, half her shields before the other ones even fire. Oh, boy. Um, Yes, so now it is going to be the ship behind you's turn. Miss, miss, miss. It's going to be a 14. That's a miss. It is? Oh. Yeah, the the armor class is for the barrel roll is like during the turn, I think. Oh, is it for the whole turn? Uh, Let me check. Oh, shit. It is only for one. Okay. (laughs) Damn it. Tough. Okay, uh, so 14 uh, passes then, right, for the thorn? Yeah. Okay. Um, You are going to be hit um, by just several standard laser cannon shots. Ooh, and you know what? It's going to use its uh, pinpoint strike feature as well to deal some extra damage. Why? Huh? Why? Because <laughs> it can use it once once per battle, and I hate you. I think um, Rob wants us to die in space, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out. Okay, so that's going to be seven plus six. So that's going to be 13 more damage. 
Alright, we got 12 shield left out of 59. <laughs> um, and then there's going to be one shot uh, from the, the ship that you're still pursuing um, firing back at you, which is going to miss. Um, so now it is your turn once again. Alright, we, we gain 8 on the shield, so up to 20 out of 59. Um, okay, so plan. I can use a... Uh, okay, I can spend a power die to use a target acquired on the weaker ship so Digo doesn't miss. And then Mix can overload the Thermite cannon on L and then give L the other power die to uh, get an overload plus a power die to try and take out that other ship. Yeah. Um, cool. We can also... I know we do recover two per turn, but we do have four banked. If we want, <laughs> if we think we're gonna hit it, I can give you two power die and an overload if we can one shot it. I don't know what the math is on that L. Um, I can only add one of the power dice to the hit anyway, to the damage. I mean, got it. But okay. it would give it disadvantage, so that might be helpful in case we don't one shot it. Mmm. All right, I'm down with it. All right, so two Sit. power die. Um, so you're going to use you. all four then? No, uh, or just three? It doesn't take a power die to overload. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's three. a tech die from, from Mix. So, so first things easy. first, that's um, that's one power die out of four for that target acquired. This is a bonus action. You can expend a power die on another target. Next attack roll made by your ship has advantage. If the hits add the result of the die to the damage attacks roll. So that's going to be Digo to take out that ship. Great. Okay, so I'll roll for Digo. So you said he gets advantage or just... just advantage. advantage. If it hits, add the result of the die to the damages attack. <laughs> You're kidding, Digo dude. rolled a, a seven, and then he rolled a six. So Digo we straight need to up throw just... him out the window, I think. <laughs> I think he's not doing us any favors. <laughs> Digo is just completely brain dead in the pilot, or not in the pilot seat, in the gunner seat, where he's just seeing red. He's just firing at shit. He doesn't even know what he's seeing. Can I take his um, place? You could, you could kick him out of the of the of the gunner seat. I mean, seat. I don't know it how much it'll cool. help. It'll be me rolling instead of Digo. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can switch. All right, Digo, substitution. Uh, hop into Mix's space. Mix, get take the gun. You keep missing. You get out of here. Did I do good, boss? No, I fired you did. a lot of lasers. <laughs> you did? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh man, um, Digo's gonna take his spot at the comm seat where he he should have been this whole time. <laughs> um, does do we still have uh, a power die? We've only used one power die right now. Okay, out of four. Okay, very good. Well, he's already used his action, so it doesn't matter. He, he already fired those guns. So, um, yeah. Han, can Mix still do the overcharge, over channel thing while you're gunning? I think so, yeah. It would just be probably to mine, because that makes most sense. Yeah. All right. All right, in that case, you, if Mix, did Mix overcharge before they left? Um, I mean, I can do L's overcharge if we w would rather do that instead of um, the laser cannon. Either way, can since so I guess what I'm wondering is can Mix fire with the laser cannon in this round as well? Yeah. If so that, the weapon uses... overload is a bonus action. So, um, yeah, I would be able to do both. Yeah, I think it makes more sense for you to do that yeah. then. 
Okay. All right. I agree. All right. L, uh, fire away. Oh, wait. I thought Mix was firing the. Oh, Mix, right. Sorry. Okay. I think it makes the most sense because if you don't take it out, then I should. Okay. Um, right. Then we we were doing raw d20 for hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just raw. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a four. You can add one to it. You can add what to it? Four. One. Oh, okay. Five. Wait, <laughs> what was the one come from? The weapon itself has an attack modifier. Oh, oh okay. that's sick. Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't hit. Uh... <sighs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, so you just you just completely missed the god. The laser cannons are cursed. Yeah. Um, so you do not hit. Um, is there anything else? What what next? Okay. So do we want me to try and take out this one guy, or just do a shit ton of damage on the other um, captain? See if you can just use one power die instead of two, and take out the guy that we keep missing first. Okay. I'm gonna do a precision shot. Hell yeah. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. <laughs> 25 will this, hit. The contrast here is insane. Um, <laughs> um, so are you hitting the one that's already damaged or the one that's pursuing you? The one that's already damaged, and that is uh, nine, 10 points of damage. Okay, so that is enough to destroy that ship. So you launch this thermite cannon <sighs> shot, um, and this like roiling white, unstable... Um, blast like hits the ship and incinerates it um, in a big you know kind of like blue and purple violent explosion out in the middle of space um, and do everything in this goddamn house <laughs> <laughs> L destroyed that ship um, so that's now kind of like the end of the round so to speak so there's still the ship pursuing you and there's still the hive mothership um, you uh, detect through your sensors Rama and if you were to look outside of the ship, you would see um, the main cannon of the RSS Winters is glowing this like deep icy blue as it reaches full charge. And from it comes a giant uh, beam of light that hits directly into the Hive Mothership shields, shattering them um, with this electric reverberation all across this domed shield as it disintegrates and breaks, exposing the whole of the mothership to uh, direct damage. Um, so with that being said, uh, it is now like the battle's turn again, so to speak, and the hive mothership is going to uh, fire back. So it's going to make some attacks on just like the main corvette ships that are supporting you. Um, and just going to hit a few of them. Let me roll some damage. Uh, we'll lose some comrades. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the... <laughs> what are these actually called? These are crazy. Um, yeah, so the, the double turbo laser battery cannons uh, <laughs> fire upon <laughs> one of the support ships um, that Easy Company flew in here. Um, and dealt 28 damage just right off the rip, breaking down their shields and leaving them vulnerable as well. Um, and at the same time, we're going to launch more proton torpedoes into the crowd of the battle. So I'm going to roll to hit you guys again. Let's see, that's a 13. Uh, yeah, that that hits. <laughs> okay, good. But it's not a crit this time, which is still very good. Um, still, still being hit with torpedoes. 
Okay, that's going to be uh, 19 damage from these torpedoes. Um, so these like small little missiles, re- small relative to the size of your ship, come like um, blitzing out um, from the hive and kind of like a spread out fashion as they go and seek out fighter fighter ships. Um, at this point in the battle, there is a ton of ship debris um, kind of in between the two sets of command ships. Um, it does seem like your side is mostly winning, but it seems like losses have been relatively even amongst um, the Republic forces and the Hive. Um, but now it is your turn. The ship is vulnerable, um, which means that you can start attacking the outside, um, like, yeah, like the engines, the shield, actual generators and shit like that. On the outside of the ship, you can start attacking. Um, so, um, so first thing, uh, start of our turns to regenerate eight shield points. We're up to nine shield points. Woo! Out of 59. <laughs> We're going to start taking whole damage next turn. Um, so are we, since it's a sizable mothership, can we aim for specific things on the ship? Can we take out their shield? Gen- okay, awesome. Yeah, um, so like to give you an idea of the things that you can uh, hit. So you can hit... Uh, the engines, you can hit the docking bays, which are like the hangers on the sides of the ships. Uh, you can hit the, uh, yeah, and then you can hit like the command center, which is like the glass dome on the top of the, like, uh, the ship itself. We can't hit the proton torpedo firer. Oh, you can hit the weapon systems too. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of sick of the proton bullshit. <laughs> All right, crew, let's take out those proton uh, torpedo fires. Mix, L, both of you fire on it. Uh, power die. Let's see here. Um, I also remind you, there still is someone on our tail, just so you know. Oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Hold on, they're going to take a shot at you. <laughs> That's a five. They're not going to hit. <laughs> uh, I'll... Barrel roll again or something. Let's just go for this protons. Um, uh, so can you uh, can mix over uh, overcharge their own weapon? Yep. And then two power die to uh, uh, to L. Sick. All right. Uh, let's start with mix. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Um. Ten to hit. Are you so you're hitting the fighter behind you? No, we're hitting the protons. The, yeah. the proton thing. Uh, weapon system. Uh, proton cannon. Proton cannon. Why couldn't I think of the name cannon? <laughs> uh, ten actually hits. Let's go. Woo-hoo! Let's go. Okay, two. Add a kid mix. Fuck it up. Okay, so two d four plus five plus a d six. Okay, so that's plus one. Uh, well, that's what the five was. Okay, so that's. Three, four, plus five, nine, uh, ten damage total to the proton cannon. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that will destroy it. Let's go! Uh, <laughs> Let's go! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, since the shields are down, um, the proton cannon is just like you, just a guy in a gun pit <laughs> uh, <laughs> shooting missiles, um, and you're able to destroy the proton. Who's uh, the better yeah, guy? Battery. It's me. <laughs> Who's I the better the guy in a pit? Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Mix, where did that come from? I love it. 
Um, similarly, other Republic fighter ships uh, around you are making attacks on the Hive mothership, and uh, the U.S. or the RSS Winters itself is going to make its attacks against. Wait. Wait, wait, we got another I, gun. I still get, oh, yes, still get a gun. Yes, you have another gun. I got ahead of myself. What do you want me to shoot, Captain? That's yeah, uh well I was gonna have you shoot the proton thing, but uh Mix fucked it. I got it a handle. Shot, so. I got a handle. <laughs> so Is there uh, anything that looks what else what else do we got? We got shield generator. We got shield generator, the docking bay to help mitigate the, or stem the flow of the guys who keep being on our tails. We got the engines. Um, I don't think it's moving a whole lot. So we're at the engines. I don't think the com- we're going to be able to take out the command center uh, in too many shots. Can I hit the engines? We can- <laughs> if you can hit the engine. What happens um, if we hit the engine? We can stall it so they can't get away. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's true. We don't want no hyperspace jumping. Well, I like the way you think. I'm going to hit the engines. <laughs> I get two engine. power dice? You do. You do. I had to uh, downgrade my attack dice also. I rolled okay. one, so rip, that whatever. is 13, 16, 21 to hit. That's going to hit, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Rob doesn't check the sheet. Average I mean, I just, I just, know, I just know, know like... what the... <laughs> I, um, I haven't used this yet. I don't know if I've used it at all yet, but I took a gunner venture when we leveled up. Nice. Uh... Which is a Guardian-specific gunner venture, so I can burn a force point to add a D8 to my oh damage my rolls. God. Yeah, let's go. Oh, and I rolled a seven. Oh, so my Lord. 14 plus four is 18, plus the regular five to damage is a 23 to the Jeez. engine. Let's 23 go. points of damage, that is. So We're renaming the, in the Thermite Cannon like, to the L oh. Giga Chad Death Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. So the engines that's one have, pull have, of a trigger. <laughs> the engines have 20, like, whole HP. So, yeah, you, you completely destroy these engines. So, yeah, um, Rama takes the Razor Crest, like, over and around uh, the, like, front of this, like, yeah, like, large honeycomb saucer ship and uh, with one set of guns destroys the proton torpedoes with MiGs and then uh, goes underneath the the ship and flips and gives you a clear line of sight with your thermal cannons on the engines themselves and you can see from the underside of the ship like the the burning and uh, explosion damage from the initial explosives that were set in that hangar Um, and you make a, a series of thermal yeah, charge shots, um, and as they warble through space, completely poof, just rip apart the, the underside of the ship, um, and it uh, is no longer able to move or escape. Um, and it also has disadvantage on the next attack roll or ability check it makes. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Um, God. Simultaneously, um, the. Uh, other like support gunships around the uh, the Easy Company ma- main command ship are going to make attack rolls of their own against various of the the systems on the hive. A nine is not going to hit. A fourteen will. I'm just glad I 
I can I can smite even in space. <laughs> space smite. Um, okay, so the that's support the, that's ship. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> space smite. It's going to do 11 damage uh, and is going to uh, destroy one of the shield generation points on the ship as well. At this point, the hive ship is... Uh, well, you can't see the fires burning because there's no oxygen in space. But like inside of the ship, like there is um, like a decent amount of damage that has been done both externally and internally. The ship systems have been uh, mostly destroyed, and it is now stationary. You get the command from Commander Blake. All ships were making uh, preparations to infiltrate. Get ready to board. Um, and the rest of the fighting pilot ships from the Hive either flee or are destroyed in the next few moments as the Republic forces overwhelm the Hive in the battle. And you are now prepared for your uh, final confrontation with uh, Queen Meloronin and the Hive. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.